This is the next mayor of Providence, Brett Smiley. He's on the left there. Brett Smiley, he took 42%. Gonzalo Cuervo, number two. Nidaville of Fortune came in third place. Brett is with me this morning. Mayor-elect, I guess you don't get that title until after the general election, right? You're technically on the ballot, though there's nobody opposing you. What, what are they calling you now? Mayor-to-be? Uh, I'm happy to be the Democratic nominee, yeah. uh, but you're right. We, we, we're still going to campaign a little bit for November. There could be a write-in campaign, but, but we're considering this done and we're starting on transition. Well, what are you hearing about the write-in campaign? First, I'm hearing of it. No, I'm not hearing anything about it, but no. you don't want to take anything for chance. And there are other candidates on the ballot. I'm interested in making sure that the Democratic ticket from top to bottom gets elected in November. Okay. Uh, you know, if you take over, what will you do? This is in the news uh, today and yesterday. What would you do if you get a busload of illegal immigrants dropped off right in front of the Biltmore, courtesy of uh, either Governor Abbott in Texas or Governor DeSantis? What would you do? Yeah, so I think political stunts like this that come at the expense of families and real human beings uh, are really unfortunate and unfair. And I hope that those governors would stop that kind of behavior. That said, if we had uh, folks come to Providence, we're going to treat them the same way we treat anyone else who comes to Providence, which mm -hmm. is with dignity and respect, connect them to social services, uh, and hopefully put them on uh, a path to permanent housing or to reconnecting with their family wherever they might be. Well, it's not, it is probably is a stunt. They're certainly getting a lot of publicity over it, flying them into Martha's Vineyard. But the other side of the story is, uh, hey, uh, we live with it in Florida and Texas. How about the blue states? You live with it, too. You know, Mayor Alorza was very comfortable. I, he, now he didn't, I don't know if you're technically a sanctuary city. I don't know if that was ever established officially. What's your view on that? Do you see the other side? We live with it. Now you live with it too. Share the burden with the blue. Listen, I understand that there is an impact when you have people arrive from other places that there's currently not housing or other services available. By the way, we live with that also. We have people come to Providence uh, regularly from uh, other countries, whether they be refugees or immigrants, and, and we're also accommodating it. But I want to do so in a way that's compassionate, that meets their basic human needs, and that helps reunify families and, 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 and welcome them into our community. All right. Is it a sanctuary city in your view? And would it be under you? My understanding is that that's a term that means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. So to be clear of what I think it means and what I expect the policy to be, which is uh, the Providence Police Department does not proactively work with ICE, immigration, to help deport people. Now, if you ha are detained because you've committed a crime, right. uh, then ICE finds out about that. But if we just happen to see you on the street and you've done nothing wrong, committed no crimes, we're not calling ICE uh, proactively to say, uh, please come pick this person up. And, I, and that is a policy that I would expect to continue as is. But what if you, you arrest somebody in the commission of a crime? Well, let's make it a low-level uh, misdemeanor, a shoplifting or something like that. But you have them and you search them and they're not here legally. You don't want the cops calling ICE for that? So right now, in Rhode Island today, having nothing to do with Mayor Smiley or the next governor, when someone is taken into custody, either uh, in pre-detention or at the ACI, uh, ICE has access to that data. And so they're, they're, uh, they're then free to take whatever they think is the right. right next step. The difference is, is not proactively cooperating with ICE to go try to round up people who are here uh, undocumented. And okay. I don't expect to change that policy. In other words, I have so-and-so in the cell block. You don't want them calling up ICE. Hey, I got your guy. Pick I them up on the, on the shoplifting. Got him. Come get him. 
today already ICE has access to that information mm -hmm. and if they deem that that's a priority because of maybe some information that they know they already have that authority uh, the difference is the proactivity yep. to reach out uh, to ICE and say this this person's got to go well you've made it clear uh, yeah. you, you, no phone calls let them do the homework if they want to all yeah. right uh, speaking of police you let us into uh, Chief Clements you're a fan of Chief Clements and so are a lot of people yeah. you want to keep Chief Clements provided he wants to stay you know he could have a lot of job offers uh, he could be sought after. So I am a fan. I've been clear about that yep. throughout. Uh, we're a couple days after the election. I have still not made any personnel commitments mm -hmm. to the chief or anyone else, but I've been un you know, unabashed in my praise for, for Chief Clements, and I think we're very lucky that he has stayed as long as he has. How about uh, Commissioner Perry, Public, Sa Public Safety Commissioner? Same thing, still haven't made any commitments personnel one way or another, uh, and, uh, and so I look forward to having those conversations over the weeks to come. You're a fan of, of the chief. Are you a fan of Commissioner Perry? Uh, I think that he's got a proud track record of service to our community, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's different. You know, he's had to, uh, I, I don't think that we should have him serving in the dual role as fire chief. Okay, that's um, number one, so you would appoint a fire chief. Yeah, the fire department deserves a fire professional mm -hmm. to lead the organization, and frankly, the taxpayers of Providence deserve a fire chief. That's a major driver of the budget. Okay. Uh, and so I do think that we deserve a fire chief, and, uh, and I don't know if, if Commissioner Perry was asked to do that or wanted to do that, but I think that that's been a position that he shouldn't have been in. Well, you know, a lot of it comes down from the mayor, and sometimes the mayor can set up a public safety commission of fail because he has to execute what you tell him and some of them are very activist uh, some uh, the mayor Alorza had his hands all over the place with the ATVs and then the ATV reversal and the commissioner to be fair to him he has to execute he can't fight you on everything otherwise you, you're not going to have him there and Buddy Cianci was very involved <laughs> how involved will you be in telegraphing down to your net uh, to your public safety commissioner to do this do that I think it's the mayor's job to set priorities. The mayor is the one that's elected by the people and reflects their priorities. And so I ex will expect to do the same. But on the day-to-day -day running of the departments, police department, fire department, uh, the professionals that I will put in place, I'm going to trust to do the day-to-day -day and not meddle in the details of them doing their job. And you want more police officers hired? I do. Uh, I do. I think we are not currently at the place where we need to be in order to have real community policing. Uh, it sounds counterintuitive to some people, but the way in which to improve community relations, to actually have officers walking the beat, riding their bicycles, is going to require more officers than we have today. So there's uh, a plan for another class coming. I fully support that, and I expect we're going to need a few more even beyond that. All right. No, you know, the word defunding the police, you ran away from that. <laughs> and so did I think most of the Democrats yeah. who want. Uh, they, they ran away from that. And then this other term, a little more ambiguous, reimagine the police, uh, which was some said that was just another word for re re defund the police. But if you look a little deeper, I guess some people, including Mayor Alors, who are coming up, well, if there's, a, if there's a car accident or a fender bender, do I need to send a cop to that or can I send someone else uh, so that I free up the police officers I have to do other things? What do you think about things like that? I think that that's a, a really reasonable question, and it's not just a fender bender, but it might be, you know, there are a lot of calls because someone is suffering from addiction or is intoxicated, and what they might need is a sandwich and a place to sober mm -hmm. up and not a police officer. But that's a strategy to better care for people yeah. 
in Providence, not as a way to have fewer police, but as a way to free up police to focus on violent crime and quality of life crimes, the motorcycles and the ATVs. The next mayor of Providence, Brett Smiley, is with us. Let's just bang through. we got about seven minutes. I want to bang through a bunch of things, including Miss Sueño, the mm -hmm. nightclub that just hit uh, the national scene because of the brawl. What would you do with a place like that? I know it's up to the licensing board, but you're the mayor. you got a bully pulpit. Would you shut it down and say, come on, enough is enough. Miss Sueño. Yeah, so, you know, I've talked a lot about how we need to restore a sense of safety to the city and we need to change the reputation of Providence that we are a safe city. Mm -hmm. Incidents like this do nothing but harm our reputation. So yes, it's up to the licensing board, but I do think that there should be uh, more severe punishment than what I've read about in the okay. news uh, because I think we need to send a new message that while we uh, appreciate a vibrant nightlife in Providence, it needs to be a peaceful uh, safe nightlife. Sounds like they were closed for a day and then the licensing board said, okay, go open, but only paper cups. Yeah, right. In case I mean, somebody hurls a glass at somebody's head. I, you say that to someone outside of Providence, they think that, I'm not going there. No. Right. Let's talk about when I go to your city. And by the way, I do go to Providence. I know so you I do. enjoy Providence. I've seen you there. And you have, <laughs> yes. I, I get up at the Broadway exit, and if I catch the light, there's a panhandler. Then I hang a left, go to Atwell's Avenue. If I can find parking space, great. If I can't, I've got to figure out your parking meter. And you know the complaints. And on the way out, if I catch the light at Crossroads, same thing. What would you do about that? This is the eternal question. Everybody wants to help the homeless, but the public has a right to enjoy your city free of being a, a solicited and the cost it and things like that. Right, so it's a balance. And there are community partners, people like Amos House, who have programs that actually pay people who are currently unhoused or in a tough financial situation to go do something that's gonna create public good. Pick up litter, help with snow removal in the winter on sidewalks and overpasses and things like that. And I'd like to expand programs like that so that we actually can offer an alternative to some of these folks as a way to make money and actually improve our city, but to get a, as an alternative to get off the corners. Yeah. We also know that there's, it's really unsafe sometimes. Unsafe for the driver, but unsafe for the panhandler yeah. as well. And so I do intend to enforce safety laws to make sure that we're not putting anybody at risk uh, and try to strike that right balance of offering alternatives, but also enforcing the safety laws necessary. You know, this constitutional rights, I understand that mm -hmm. freedom of speech gets a little complicated. However, what's to stop you from getting a hold of the Crossroads Board and saying, listen, all those people that are in Crossroads, tell them not to panhandle outside. Say, if you want a room here at night, you want to be fed, we're doing that for you. Courtesy, by the way, of the very generous people, please don't do that. Wouldn't they get the message? You know, many of our shelters, Crossroads and others, are overnight shelters, and so they don't have accommodations during the day. One of the things that I'm most excited about going forward is that Crossroads is now underway in the planning phases of a new development next door to their current building yes. that is going to be permanent housing, so that the, these folks are going to be put out on the street during the day because the shelter's closed. That will, I think, make a meaningful impact on uh, the folks who don't have anywhere else to go during the day. By the way, some of the neighbors in that neighborhood aren't happy. They say, we already have Crossroads, now you're going to give us this, but we'll, that'd be, we'll save another segment to get into that. Uh, look, Mayor Alorza leaves his legacy and the things that you'll inherit from him. He has a reparations program going on. He's using CARES money to make reparations to people harmed throughout history. Do you agree with that program, or is that something you'd like to undo? You know, the way in which it has evolved uh, in the recommendations that happened a couple weeks ago, it's not just race-based. Uh, it, is, it is based upon areas in the city that have suffered from underinvestment, and the 
preliminary plan is to make these investments to try to uh, decrease the wealth gap, to increase home ownership opportunities, to increase educational outcomes, and there is significant need in many parts of our city. And so I think the path that it's on is actually a very constructive one. The funds have already been allocated, and then the committee that's going to live on is going to look for other private resources to try to build upon that. And 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 I support that effort. Uh, you know, the other side would say, well, you're, you're balancing the books of history on someone else's back. The, the harms and the wrong were done by another generation. What would you say to that? Uh, I, you, you, this wasn't your fault, wasn't my fault. No, it's true, but, it, but it's, it's clear to me, and I certainly believe that because of a history of racism and inequity, we have certain groups of people who have been denied opportunity. And by the way, we are all better off if that, if that opportunity uh, gap gets closed. We are all better off. This isn't coming out of the hide to benefit another group. Like, all boats will rise if we have a better education system, if we have more homeowners, if we have less working poor and more people on a career path that can actually support them and their families. This is in the benefit of all of us. All right, so the rent stays the same, basically, on, on uh, Alors's uh, reparations program. Uh, what about his bike paths? I think you should name one after him, particularly <laughs> the one right across from the Providence Journal where we push the cars in the middle yeah. of the street and the bike path yeah. is by the sidewalk. Are you going to undo some of those bike paths? So I think we have a challenge in that we've got a lot of these bike paths that start suddenly and then end abruptly. I don't think they make the riders any more safe. We don't have a plan for caring for them. We can't plow those bike paths. We mm -hmm. can't street swipe those bike paths. And so I think real cities have bike paths and Providence can too, but some of the ones that we have don't make a lot of sense to me. And we're going to take a look at everything. All right. There'll be a couple of things that you will preside over, the reconstruction of the Superman building. That's going to be on your watch. I know you're concerned about the deal, but it's moving forward. You've got about two minutes left. Go ahead. So I think it's a, a, a good deal. My only concern is to make sure that we negotiate a good tax agreement with adequate taxpayer protection mm -hmm. so that we don't get stuck with the bill if the costs overrun but otherwise I'm an enthusiastic supporter of it I think it will transform downtown I think those apartments will rent in a minute I'm so excited to finally see this come to fruition and honestly I'm happy that I hope I get to cut the ribbon on it right and if you move the buses out of Kennedy Plaza you would certainly move the problem of uh, people congregating and making trouble there that would move to another part of the city I guess that would free up uh, the development of the Superman Tower, that would make that better. However, you move everybody down to another location. Your views on the bus terminal being moved south of there? I think it's a good plan. It's a, a new facility that's enclosed, that's got amenities for riders and drivers. Some of the plans I've heard might include housing above it. Mm -hmm. uh, it shifts the kind of center of downtown as we start to continue to develop the 195 land because it's going to be across from the Garrahee Courthouse. I think it's a good plan moving in the right direction, and I think we'll transform uh, Burnside Park, Kennedy Plaza as well. Just about 30 seconds. You've got the Fane Tower will go up on your watch. You'll have to go up to College Hill and fight with Brown for more money. You, what will, uh, day one, just give me 10 seconds. When I get in there, the first thing on my desk will be? I think the, the top priority is renegotiating those agreements with the colleges and universities next year. Right. And then, of course, you've got to deal with the unions. And your first snowstorm. Exactly. Right. We'll light a candle. <laughs> Brett Smiley, uh, he's the next mayor of Providence. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having and me, And good Jamie. luck to you. Thank on you. On behalf of the whole state.